0: The Lightning Network needs fresh blood, and developers are launching a boot camp to do it. Good evening, I'm Stan Higgins, and this is Late Confirmation from Coindesk, bringing you the top stories from August 20th. A U.S. Bitcoin trader has been indicted for alleged money laundering, and this week, the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission is going to decide the fate of yet another Bitcoin ETF. And today we'll finish up the podcast by speaking with Coindesk reporter Brady Dale about the strangest crypto collectibles or non fungible tokens that you can imagine. But first, a word from our sponsor, the Said Business School at the University of Oxford. <laughs> You can now study blockchain entirely online with Oxford University's Saïd Business School. Find out more about the six-week online program that gives you a fundamental understanding of blockchain, its implications, and effects on your business strategy by visiting OxfordExecBlockchain.com. The Bitcoin community hopes that Lightning will boost adoption of the leading cryptocurrency, but so far there's not much people can do on the network, although developers are coming up with new apps from time to time. To bootstrap this development, Chain Code Labs has announced a specialized coding camp. Participants will convene in New York in late October to crack on the Lightning Protocol with such teachers as Blockstream engineer Christian Decker and Cornell professor Elaine Shee. The camp will accept roughly 12 students. During the week, those students will listen to presentations and work on apps of their own. By the end of the week, participants will show the apps they produced, and later, all the presentations will be published for those who can't make it to New York City for the boot camp. The more applications that emerge on, on Lightning, the more people think of Bitcoin's actual use rather than, than its speculative value, according to the program's authors. Will it work? We'll see. A 21-year-old American crypto trader has been arrested and indicted on money laundering charges in California. Prosecutors allege that from January 2015 to April 2016, Jacob Burl campo sold about $750,000 worth of Bitcoin to 900 individuals in the U.S. via his Bitcoin exchange service. Burl had not registered the exchange as a licensed money transmitter, and prosecutors say he intentionally ignored anti-money laundering measures, according to court filings. Also, in order to fund his business, Burl wired at least $900,000 from his bank accounts in the U.S. to Hong Kong-based crypto exchange Bitfinex to buy Bitcoin. And lastly, he's charged with smuggling around $1 million from Mexico into the U.S. Campos is being held without bail. And finally, the SEC is going to decide the fate of two proposed Bitcoin ETFs from ProShares by this Thursday. The Bitcoin ETF and short Bitcoin ETF proposals must get uh, the verdict by the end of the week on August 23rd. Unlike the decision on the VanEck Solid X Bitcoin ETF which was delayed earlier this month, this one cannot be delayed any further under the SEC's own rules. The ProShares ETF proposal was submitted last December and stipulates that the ETF's value will be determined by the Bitcoin futures contracts trading on CME or the CBOE futures exchange according to the filings. Previously, the ProShares Trust asked the SEC to withdraw a proposed rule change filed in December 2017 after the regulator pushed back against a number of other ETF proposals. However, the SEC later announced that it was considering the futures-pinned proposals at the end of January. The most important conference in crypto comes to Asia this fall. Coindesk's Consensus Conference lands in Singapore on September 19th and 20th. Join more than 75 speakers and 50 sponsors for two days of powerful insights, industry announcements, and cross-industry networking opportunities. It's all happening in Singapore, September 19th and 20th. Register today at coindesk.com slash events. So now we're here with Coindesk reporter Brady Dale, who's here to talk about some of the more bizarre crypto collectibles or non-fungible tokens or NFTs that he has uh,
1: found in his reporting thus far. So welcome, Brady. Thanks. Welcome. Thank you, Stan. <laughs> Thanks for welcoming me.
0: Uh, so Brady, I guess, you know, if you can kind of walk our listeners through uh, some of these strange tokens that you came across.
1: Yeah, sure. So, I mean, just to start off, I think NFTs, uh, you know, Nuriel Rabini loves to like ride on crypto kitties as the silliest thing on blockchain. But I think that maybe NFTs are going to ultimately end up being really, a pr- really important, like maybe starting with gaming. And getting on beyond that, some some other interesting applications. But we were not looking for like a bunch of the weirdest ones we could find. We messaged some of the the people who were kind of like leading this space to get some suggestions from them. And we did this post of uh, seven of the strangest crypto collectibles out there. I feel like the one that's the most sort of surreal is Crypto Jingles. So Crypto Jingles, these guys. This was just a side project from some dudes in like Estonia, I believe. Uh, and they, uh, Serbia, sorry, um, they started this company, they started this project where they they took 100 sound samples and put them up and then let people mix the sound samples any way they wanted to make jingles. And then if they paid a little bit, that jingle got logged on the blockchain permanently. And so no one else could make that specific combination again. And so a certain number of, you know, they haven't sold a ton of these, but a certain number of people have. So it's just cool because what I think is cool about that one is Most of the crypto collectibles we've seen thus far—and these guys said this when I talked to uh, them—have been avatars, like some kind of cartoon cool thing. And they were like, there's no reason why we couldn't do sound. And so it sort of was more of a— Proof of concept,
0: Uh, yeah. Of expanding the senses through which, you know, objects can be applied to Ethereum. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, So would you say that was the strangest one you found or if you had to pick one?
1: (laughs) Well, I mean, where this started, I mean, and I hope folks out there aren't like offended by us saying this, but just, you know, kicking around ideas in in the office. Where it all began, and we say this in the story, is when we discovered crypto titties. Uh, which is obviously a riff on crypto kitties. And there's actually two of these out there. Spank Chain, which is a company we wrote about a while back, is also doing a side project by that name. But this one is more like, um, this one's more like crypto kitties and they're like cartoon boobs. and uh, there's all kinds of uh, they're not they're male and female boobs. Some of them have like sex topletss. They're all these different colors. And in theory, at some point, uh, they did this contest, and if people had participated in the contest, more proceeds from it were going to benefit uh, women with breast cancer by getting them, uh, getting them like, CBD oil and stuff. Of course, it would be pot-related because this is crypto. Uh, but, but they discovered that, like, people weren't super into this, uh, which is maybe not super surprising. So it actually hasn't done nearly as well as, like, some of these other projects that are on here, which I think actually have been, like, you know, decently popular, showing, like, uh, signs of growth.
0: Hmm. Well, so I guess, you know, I guess a final question, you know, would be for some of our listeners who maybe they've heard of Crypto Kitties or crypto collectibles in general. Um, you know, kind of what's the bigger takeaway about work in this area? And so, you know, if I'm someone who I know about Bitcoin and I've, and I've heard of this stuff, but like, what's the I guess kind of what's like the deeper ramification of this kind of work, I guess, if you could kind of lay that out.
1: Yeah. I mean, a buzzword in tech since forever has been gamification, but there hasn't been great ways to do that. So, letting people have a piece of some activity and get some sort of reward out of it. I think NFTs are a great chance to see, we'll see more interesting gamification applications on the internet. And then, you know, and even if that's a little too abstract, if you know anything about the world of video gaming, you know that like buying and selling digital items is like a huge market. Mm -hmm. But the problem with those digital items typically is you can't own them past whatever game you bought them for, and NFTs open up the possibility of digital items starting to like move across lots of things. I think NFTs will be bigger than that, but it only takes knowing like how much money is spent on digital items and games to understand that like that alone is enough to make this a pretty big industry eventually.
0: Hmm, interesting. All right. Well, we'll have to keep our eyes on the world of NFTs and crypto kitties and all the other things. So, thank you, Brady. Yeah. Late Confirmation is brought to you by the Said Business School at Oxford University. Master Blockchain Strategy online with the six-week Oxford Blockchain Strategy Program. The program gives you a foundational understanding of the core concepts of blockchain. You'll gain insight into how it will affect the future of your industry and organization, drawing on expert opinions and multiple blockchain use cases, allowing you to develop a strategic roadmap to incorporate blockchain into your business strategy. Find out more at OxfordExecBlockchain.com. For more on today's stories and to subscribe to our newsletter, check out Coindesk.com. You can follow us on Twitter at Coindesk. And if you're enjoying the show thus far, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to podcasts. For Coindesk, I'm Stan Higgins, and this has been Late Confirmation. The Podglomerate. A Sonic Universe.